All righty, guys, welcome back and got the mid-season reviews uh, this time and got a special guest. You've probably seen me on a few of his videos and I thought it's about time I return the favour. Uh, so I got Luke from the Rugby League Lounge, brilliant page. Uh, I love it, good ideas and some quirky stuff as well, it's probably fair to say, but I like that sort of thing. It's it's thinking outside the box and uh, definitely give him a follow if you haven't already. Uh, some great content, Luke. Let you quickly come on before we get into this mid-season review and just maybe give you page a little bit of a spruik. Yeah, cheers, Joel. Um, yeah, once again, thank you very much for you know popping on my page. You know, basically weekly. Really appreciate that. And I guess quirky wasn't really the angle I'm going for, but yeah, no, I'll take it. Yeah, I've got my own page called the Rugby League Lounge, and I do try to put it my own little spin on rugby league. Um, so like kind of recent topics. So I'll kind of put different angles on it that kind of haven't been explored and just look at fun concepts just to engage fans. So, yeah, the Rugby League Lounge, if you want to check that on Instagram and Facebook and also YouTube as well. Yeah, I, I mean, quirky in all the best ways possible. So, <laughs> Oh, I appreciate uh, it, that. I appreciate it's a brilliant that. page. Now, we're going to do it. We're going to get into it. We're going to just go off every um, team so far, going from the ladder um, down up and up. And then just give it, give our little probably one minute on each team what we think so far mid season. That's a little bit over, but basically with the rep round is a good time to do this. And mm. I've looked at the the ladder today, and it sort of shocked me a few of the sides and, and where they're placed. So it'll be an interesting video, I think. And let's get it started. Um, Broncos first up, sitting in last, um, minus. Uh, they've only got three wins so far and a points differential of minus two hundred and fifty. Uh, Luke, you can start with the Bronx. Well, I think it's just Kiwi for me. I guess I was unsure about his signing. I was looking kind of with an optimistic hat on, thinking, yep, bring back a Broncos legend. It's something that has been criticised in the past that they've been shunting them out, so bring one in. But at the end of the day, there hasn't been really a buy-in. There's been a lot of cracks that I thought were kind of shutting, reopening, and Look, if you tell me Kibby's not there at the end of the season, I wouldn't be too surprised. And, you know, and I think we're going to get a situation with Paul Green with the Queensland. It looks like he might be a potential suitor for the Broncos, but just referring to him, it only looks like he's going to be potentially given this series. You know, it's just this world we live in that you've got to make most of the opportunities. And even though players aren't performing, there just hasn't been a, co like a cohesive unit for me and yeah I don't know about Kibby's resume as a coach so far like he's had a go at rep and now club I just don't know where he stands as a coach so yeah Kibby has kind of left me shake my head because he's such a nice guy I want him to want him to work out but it just hasn't so far yeah it's an interesting one in terms of Kibby um I'm in the same sort of boat as you I guess for the Broncos overall they've now had to change of coach and look you can probably argue this year that it wasn't all Seabolt. There's a, there's a lot of issues at that club that go beyond just the coach. And I'm talking both player-wise and also above uh, that in the corporate boardrooms and stuff like that. I think there's some massive issues that they're trying to slowly get to. But it's a massive fall from grace if you think about that club where they were probably four years ago to now. And um, it doesn't look like it's going to get any better anytime soon, unfortunately. I know they got Reynolds next year, but... The more this season goes on, the more I'm starting to think Reynolds isn't going to do anything for him. <laughs> um, I, I love Reynolds as a player, but 
yeah, it's a very disappointing year so far for the Broncos. Um, you've definitely got to give them like an F or something or even probably lower. Um, go on to the Dogs. Uh, the Dogs are on six points. They've only had the two wins though, so they've obviously had a buy in there. But the Dogs are a bit of an interesting one because for mine, they have shown a little bit of heart. Um, they have shown a bit more with Barrett and, and looking sort of like the last few weeks anyway, they're starting to look like a team that, is trying to do something and turn that corner and there's some definite positives coming out of that club. But um, at the same time, they're sitting equal last um, and there's obviously some things that are, are still happening. They've got to fix up uh, a few player. I think they need some more forwards and better forwards is my thing and maybe some ha- uh, better half uh, pairing, which will get fixed next year. But what do you make mm. uh, of them so far, Luke? Well, I basically was thinking about this today when you, you know, said we're doing a season review. And I had the Broncos, sorry, not the Broncos, the Bulldogs predicted 12th. And I'm like, why did I have them predicted 12th? Because I look at their roster and like a few things that have worked out. And I'm like, this team, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that the 15th. And a lot of the big reasons was the signings. And let's face it, these signings haven't kind of, you know, reached the expectations that we expected. Kyle Flanagan's a big one. I know he wasn't playing good, but it's one of those things, bit of persistence. You've obviously signed him to be a long-term halfback. And you could see early on that, yes, hey, you're not going to make the eight. Grind the season out with Kyle Flanagan. Yes, Jake Averillo, I think he's a brilliant talent. And I think somehow you've got to find him in the lineup next year, probably at fullback. But I think I'm a Flanagan believer. And yeah, I just don't feel like he's been given the chances. He's been from... One, uh, one of the most uncomfortable situations last year being, you know, having to replace Trevor Cronk's jersey to being in arguably the worst team in the comp for the Bulldogs. Um, Corey Allen hasn't worked out and Nick Cottrick, a bit of optimism now with him shifting the wing. I think that's probably his best role. But, yeah, they've got a few, like you said, signings coming in next year. Also a signing, big signing is Trent Barrett. Is he got a lot of praise for kind of developing clearly last year, but is he a first-grade coach? Look, you talk about, like, what your resume looks like so far. He hasn't had a very good start, but, yeah, it's early stages. But, yeah, for me, the signings has probably been quite a main talking point for me. Um, And just before we go off, talk about a good signing. Luke Thompson, obviously, was last season. I think he's been the player this season. Um, He goes out there and he just puts puts in the effort and is, yeah, a very... He's almost a top. He's a top caliber prop in the NRL for me. He's been yeah a clear standout for dogs. Yeah, I'd say easily he's probably been the best one. And um, yeah, I do feel a bit funny at the moment. He's sort of been chucked around here, there, and everywhere the last two years of his career. And I think that's just starting to impact his confidence as well. Uh, moving on, there's three teams we're about to talk about now, um, and they've probably been my biggest disappointments um, this year so far. First one's the Tigers, sitting 14th. Um, they've only had five wins, minus 132 uh, points differential. This side, um, I had them around the eight at the start of the year, is my prediction. Silly me. Um, mm. They just had no consistency whatsoever. They seem to just want to give up um, as soon as one little thing goes against them. There's not real much leadership at the moment. Tamo was brought there to be the big leader. I think he's failed in that for now, if I'm being brutally honest. Um, and look, the coach, I do know Maguire is trying to instill that real Madge Maguire side that we've seen a few years ago, but I think the game's moved on from that. I don't think they've adapted to that. 
Um, so I guess a lot of it lies on the captain and the coach. Um, what do you make of the Tigers so far, Luke? Yeah, man, they're an inconsistent side. They're just they're shambles. They are really a shambles, to say the least. The Tamar one's an interesting take. I tend to disagree in the fact that I think you have to do it by committee. committee. And at the moment, he's like the only leader there. Now, when they signed him, it kind of seemed like, okay, we signed a guy to help our culture. Now we can sign a guy to um, kind of take a chance, kind of be like a project. So they just kind of like, like a James Roberts, you know. It looks like they need to focus on signing guys that don't, don't worry about talent, don't worry about the feel-good stories, worry about the guys that you know are going to commit, they're going to set the standards from the get-go. Then once you get that culture, get those guys you can take risks on, get the Tavita Pan guys, but build that base first, those guys you can trust. Get the Finucans, get the Tarmows, even Brandon Smith's the guy that's been a part of the environment. Keep the Benji Marshall, keep the guy you can trust, then get the project. Set that environment first, and then aim for the stars. So for me, it's just, they're always in the rumours. I mean, when they tried to start, sign the trail two years ago, look, yeah, get that trusting environment first and then go for the big guns. If they're fair income about the next couple of years, and it's obviously more about this year, but if we're going to quickly touch on it, is that they need to pay overs and go all out for Dale Finucane for mine. Um, he is a must for that club. He will set a massive standard He'll help Tamo a bit in his last couple of years there at the club. And he's the one that will not, not stand for the crap that goes on there. Uh, there's obviously quite a bit of it because it's been around for a while now. And they just need, I feel sorry for their fans. I do have a soft spot for the club because I've had family that have played for them. And um, it's just, it's hard to see them this way. Like it's a club that hasn't made, made finals since I think. 2011 or something so it's the long it's the longest drought eh? oh it is it's crazy so hopefully they they turn it around they need some massive personnel changes some real hard nose as you said rugby league players the next one i was interested to see that these guys were so low i felt like two weeks ago they were in the eight and now they're they're coming 13th which is the titans and oh um, yeah i know they're on 10 points as well so five wins and minus 94 so uh, they're not going too well. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I'm pretty sure they were in the eight. Uh, they've had a bit of a couple of losses in a row and by some big margins. And obviously the most recent one was against Manly where they just fell apart in the second half, had no ball. And you can't let Bojevic have that much ball against you. He'll rock up the points very quickly. But this is a team that I've definitely had in the eight. Um, if they don't make the eight this year, I think it's a massive fail. Um, for especially what they've got. I know they are building still, but what do you make of the Titans so far? Oh, look, you know, there's two sides of the game, really, isn't there? There's attack and defence, and their attacks, you know, attack's good. They can put points on, but their defence, yeah, 50 points in the second half against Manly. And it's like, do you go, because you see, I'm going to make a weird NBA comparison here. You see teams now go all in on their attacking game. They design their team around three-point shooting because the more three points is more than two. So with the Titans, do they just go all out? You know, do they go all out and just say we focus on attacking footy and their next key signings focus on that? Or do they need to hang on? We need to kind of get rid of a couple of these guys that are definitely big factors while we're leaking points and get some established guys, but then it's going to take, take away from their biggest strengths. 
So it's that balance. But at the moment, it's too much attack and defense. You know, it's, yeah. yeah, it's just, there's two sides of the game, but it's, yeah, it's one of those things, like, if you want to play to your strengths, yeah, I don't know. Can you do both? Can you get better at your strengths and get lift up your floor for your um weakness? I'm unsure. But it's been disappointing because I had them seven. Coming yeah, this I, year. I, it, it's, they're, they're just so confusing at the moment. So like when I'm watching, I, I, feel, I feel like they're trying to play putt footy every game. It's just... There's I've no... been thinking about the Cameron Smith what if in no. the last couple of weeks actually. Yeah. Like He's for me, exactly I, I, know, I know it's only one player, but man, like you see like the effect Turbo has, like he can just bring this a sense of just wanting it on the defensive end, you know. So yeah, what if, what if? Moving on to 12th, and it's a team for mine that I have so many questions and not many answers to. Uh it's the Knights. Uh, coming 12th, uh, six wins, 12 points, 100, minus 131. So it's a pretty decent minus there. Uh, it's a weird one because I haven't felt like they've been getting that smash, but perhaps they have mm. been. And I just sort of find on the radar a bit there. But yep, they have had a couple of injuries, but every team that you have, um, I don't think that's a good enough excuse this year. Um, every team is pretty much copping it now or has copped it. Um, once we get to the storm, they've probably had some of the biggest names out and they're, they're at the top of the ladder. So the Knights are an interesting one. Uh, I really just don't get uh, them at all. And I think this year is massive, um, a, a key final last, what, 10 games or something for them because they've just been in and around the, the eight for a few years now and they always just keep falling short by a couple of games and um, or they just hang on to the eight for one of the years and that sort of feels like their, their leave pass has happened. And I think there's a massive player culture issue there at that club at the moment. I feel like the, the players aren't all in. Um, I think there's some massive pressure on O'Brien, who from all reports is a great coach, um, will do some great things. I just don't think he has his sort of players all there at the club at the moment. They're just so – you look at the good clubs and you see that they're all their players are sort of get along and they're a big group. I just don't see that at Newcastle at the moment. I feel like there's a few different – groups and and when they're on the field and when they celebrate tries and that it's sort of like they're they're half assed if you know what I mean. Luke, what are you making of the night so far? Yeah, I'm just gonna go off last year, probably one of my best just to you know pat myself on the back. One of my best predictions last year was Adam O'Brien coming in and kind of getting that he actually we're talking about is the culture falling off. He actually regained a bit of culture last year. I still remember that first game against the Warriors when they keep them kept them scoreless. And um, that was huge. It was just, yeah, I remember them, the Knights guys clapping each other on the back. Like, they celebrated the last drop ball for the Warriors. Like, they'd won the grand final. Like, it was fantastic. Um, so, yeah, to think that they gained the culture and lost it, look, and why that is, I think there's, that's double-edged sword of having Mitchell Pierce. I think he, obviously, we saw how valuable he was against Warriors last week. Um, he ultimately was a key reason why they won that game and ultimately is a huge reason why they haven't been able to win games this year because it's in absence but the optics before the season started was based around Mitchell Pierce and yeah and you know there's been a lot that's gone on in the past as well and yeah I think even though they're better with Pierce um I think it's one of those marriages that it's going to end and um yeah uh, for me I think I think it'll be interesting, and I think he will depart at some stage. And I 
yeah, it'll be interesting because I, I don't think Adam O'Brien's the problem. That's probably the main focus I want to put because I thought he brought a lot of good to the club. So if I, I, I hate to blame on someone, but I just feel like as soon as the season started, we had drama ready and it did. Mitchell Pierce was the source. And yeah, I think someone has to go and it, Pierce might be might be the guy. And um, yeah, even though it sucked to lose the talent, yeah, it might be a long term game. Yeah. Um, moving on, the 11th place, this one I just want to be quick on because there's a few other teams I want to spend a bit more time on. But mm-hmm. the Warriors, uh, the Warriors from mine sitting 11, 12 points and um, minus 70 points differential. And for mine, look, you could forgive the club if they were coming last. It's obviously they're away from home again this year. It's been really tough for a lot of their New Zealand-born players. Luckily, they've got a couple this year that are more Australian-based, so they're probably used to this. But it's just hard for a club. They've got their no home ground advantage. Normally, going over to New Zealand, it's a massive advantage for the Warriors when teams have to go over there. Um, they haven't been able to. Nathan Brown's first year, I think you can definitely, even though they're sitting 11, you can give them a pass mark. Um, just because of the circumstances that's currently happening. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Warriors? Yeah, like I basically just kind of echo everything you say about the Warriors, but I guess we'll just touch on, we've been looking at this at a different angle. The Reese Walsh, obviously we've been like, how the Broncos let him go. Let's give pl- applaud to the, um, to the Warriors here and how, one, they snagged them. They, I'm not too sure how much they paid him, but they probably had to take a little bit of risk, but they knew, I wouldn't even say it's a risk, obviously, now, you know, but, uh, yeah, there was a reason, there must have been a reason that Broncos didn't do it, and two, the way they've treated him as well, like, Sheck has been open to give him the fullback role, and you can say what you want about Nathan Brown's approach, saying he's not ready for origin and all that, and being quite critical, but, hey, it's giving him accountable, making sure his head doesn't get too big, so, yeah, it's... It's going to be one of the, like, it's it's a game changer every Reese Walsh comes to the Warriors. It really is. And, mm. yeah, we look at it at the Broncos' point of view, but let's talk with, about it from the Warriors' point of view. It is awesome, awesome for um, awesome for New Zealand Rugby League, to be fair, to have an Australian star. Because I don't think we've really had an, an international star. Sam Tompkins was meant to be that. Didn't pan out. But Reese Walsh, I think he might be our first one. 100%. And, look... Um, just quickly point, you know, mentioned him already, Roger Tavas Shek, is that a lot of things I mentioned in Cam Smith when he was playing, how good of a captain he was. I'd want to put Roger Tavas Shek in that same bracket for a, a New Zealand or a Kiwis perspective mm. and just how high he's held in regards. And I just think how he's carried on this last year in his, in his last season has been massive. If a lot of players you'd probably forgive if he wanted to stay in fullback and go out on his terms for his last year. But he's put his um, own self uh, to the side, put the priorities of the club and the future of the club, which should show all the Warriors members, fans, that he wants everything right for the club moving forward. Um, it's it's cool. just great to see for him and just a massive pat on the back for you, Roger. You're an absolute class act and deserve everything but success. And I'm hoping the Warriors can sneak into the eight at the end of the year. That'd be a, a good reward for what you've done. Look, Number 10 is a club that I've been very critical of. All my fans who watch the video will be will know this. I've gone in pretty hard with these guys, and I'll, I'll let Luke go first with these guys. But the Raiders uh, coming tw- uh, 10, 12 points, minus 66. Um, yeah, Luke, you can go first with this one. Speechless. Yeah, like it's, it's a bit like Luke. that. 
Yeah. Talking about the Tigers and the Broncos. Um, probably wouldn't put the Tigers quite in this ballpark, but being just probably one, yeah, one of the most disappointing teams, to be fair. And yeah, I guess what do you analyze from it? Um, I think for me, there was like a statement game, statement game against the Bulldogs, you know, like they just welcomed back Josh, Josh Hodgson. And they were out there. Josh Parley, I think, had a rest and it's like, ah, oh, sweet. They're going to get their, you know, A and G for this. And what happens? Something silly. Josh Parley, red card, you know, stuff like that. And yes, they won the match. It? Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so it's just like little stuff like that. You think, ah, the Rays of the past. Yeah, all they need is just, you know, to get a win, get a statement, and they'll get rolling. But just, just not working out. And look, oh, yeah, I'll pass it on to you because it's probably it's just heat shaking. It yeah. is really heat shaking. That's my biggest takeaway. Everything and there's a lot of players a lot from the Raiders. I'm a huge Josh Hodgson fan. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see maybe him change the scenery too to get the best out of him. I still believe he can benefit the game, even though the rule changes probably don't suit him. I think it's just the environment affecting him because he's very similar to Cameron Smith. No, he's not Cameron Smith, but his game style is like Cameron Smith's. And we could see, we saw how Smith was still able to impact the game last year. So yeah, I'd love to see Josh Hodgson kind of going back to his old form. Yeah, it, when I do these mid-season reviews and, and review teams, I look at what I originally said at the start of the year, compare that mm. to sort of look into circumstances why they are or not where, where they should be. And for the Raiders, there's not much you can say for why every single rugby league pundit I've spoken to or whatever had them in the top three teams um, to be. Um, yeah, they, they were right up there with Penrith and, and the Storm for, for that one of those teams that you just didn't want to beat. They should be right there to win the comp. And the Raiders have been absolutely... Uh, I'm trying to think of a nice phrase to say here, but they've been absolutely horrible. Um, and really, they, I, I put it down to, I think Ricky Stewart's on his final leg as a coach. I think he's sort of done his dash there in terms of Ricky Stewart has this aura of being really hard on his players and really driving um, that. And I think he's shown over time, he can only be at a certain club for a couple of years until players do start to get a bit over it. Um, they, they want a bit more freedom. We've seen people like Bellamy, how he can balance that really well. I don't think Ricky Stewart can, he gets too sort of in the, in the game and, um, rides it really personally which look isn't a bad trait to have when you're passionate about the club but for mine I think Rick Stewart with his past he, he normally gets a tap on the shoulder around this time for each club and if anything he's probably been at the Raiders a year or two longer than normal um, so mm. I personally think his time's going to come they'll do it very respectfully because he's a club legend um, but I feel like moving forward, they definitely need a change there um, at the at the coaching and just freshen the place up. That's probably just the one thing I see why this might not happen because of his legendary status at the club and he's got a very close relationship. I think it's with the Fern. Is it yeah, Don Ferno? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like like said, if he was at any other club, yeah, I believe he's probably on his last legs. But because he's at you know the club that he brought you know, a few premierships worth. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, like, yeah, your logics, yeah, you make it sense. And, um, yeah. Look, number nine, a club that at the start of the year I had my hands up and I said, honestly, I don't know where these guys will finish. They could either finish last or edge of the eight. 
And at the moment, I remember having this combo with you. Yeah. And at the moment, this has been one of those seasons where they've had both last and now they're on the edge of the eighth. That they're ninth. It's the Cowboys. This this sums it up. They're on 14 points. So they've had six Mm -hmm. wins. So respectable, but they're on minus 121. And they're sitting yeah. edge of the eight. They've been in the eight for a few weeks and they just, just came out now because Sharks and Dragons won. But look, I just I, and I, I sit here still and I have no idea. The Cowboys could go on a small run again and end up in the eight with probably the worst points differential of all time for a top eight finisher. Or they'll have a massive slide now and they'll end up finishing third last because I think Dogs and Broncos won't get overtaken. But um, yeah. Cowboys, it's just, I'm so confused by them still. I just don't even know what to make of them. Um, it was like at the start, they were getting used to the Peyton coaching style. I think they finally got that, but then I think it was last week or the week before they got beat by a fair yeah. margin. So, uh, two weeks, can... they look like they were getting a roll on, and then yeah. there's two weeks in a row. It's like, no, hang on a minute. Now, now what? Yeah. <laughs> like you said, um, I'll just carry on because my probably point is to do it. You know, I had them. I had them into my eight, but every year I do put them on my eight. I've got a little bit of a soft spot for the Cowboys, have some family friends there, but I still always believe them. They've got rep talent. Um, obviously, they had Michael Morgan and the injury worked out like it did. But yeah, there's optimism in my, and I've kind of, you know, gave myself the, you know, permission to put them in the eight because of Top Hayden, seeing what he did with the Warriors and seeing from the get go, he was already making statements about how he's going to play. Um, Tamalolo, how he's going to, even though I didn't technically agree with Holmes in the wing, I'm someone that's always shifting my mind on wing and fullback, and I'm, you know, I, I can admit that, but I just like how he had an intent. Um, but yeah, so Todd Payton's obviously had an effect, but yeah, yeah, two weeks ago, I would have been like, yep, got that one right, and now it's like, I don't know, where, so it'd be interesting how they bounce after this, how they bounce, um, come around, um, after this origin period, period so yeah, hundred uh, percent. Look, eight place the Sharks. Um, look, I give these guys a bit of a pass mark. They've had. I thought this year was the year that they finally went below and and down to the bottom four, and valid reasons why they they could have or should have. Uh, look, they've picked themselves up. They're around the eight once again. This club just finds a way each year to finish in the eight. It's actually pretty pretty sensational how they can do it, but. Massive pat on the back so far. They've had a coach coaching swap. They've had a new coach going in next year, some player swapping and, and vice versa. And they've sort of been all over the shop, but they've been able to just hang on. Um, come in eight, uh, 14 points, minus 44. So everything's fairly respectable. Uh, what are you making of the Sharks? The club gets an F, the players get an A, plus, mate. Because, yeah. like, to be able to put in performances after what they've been dealt with. And I understand the Crayford's given signing because at the end of the day, he's probably going to get the bit. Um, there is a realistic outcome that, yes, the potential you're going to um, to get to is more likely with, with it's given over Moss. But the handling of it was awful. The letting go of Sean Johnson and just the announcing of players, you know, departing early on, that's a bit, why, you know? Um, yeah, just especially with the Johnson one with Nico Hines, that fit makes sense. Anyway, that's going a bit off topic. But um, just want to kind of make a little bit of a bold call. I was looking at the Daly M points, and now with Cleary, I was because Daly 
yeah, blah. Nathan Cleary, sorry, is injured. William Kennedy, he's going to be right up there. He's Jeez. He was about the top 10 when voting went behind closed door doors, and he definitely got three points the last game out. Pretty, he had a blinder against someone. Absolute blinder. He is going to be up there. Do I want to say he's going to get it? You know what? I'll say he's going to get it because it'll make me sound like an absolute genius. But yeah, he is going to be up high. He is going to be up high. That is bold in about type number 266. That's just all along your screen, ladies and gentlemen. And that is just massive. Yeah, I know. I Yeah. Just, just have a look into it and think, mm, I haven't really seen who the Sharks have seen, so that's going to probably have a big factor, well, obviously. But, yeah, um, just, just, just want to put it out there. Put it yeah, into existence. Well, my quick one will be that I think uh, the Dalian is going to go to the the winks of the field, and that will be Tommy Trebojevic. He's just going to come from out of nowhere in the polls. And now that Clear is yeah. out as well, he's just going to streak it home in the last 100 the Dragons, seventh spot. Um, be quick on these guys. I don't really have much to say about them, to be honest. They're just... Look, I did predict them for the last place. So I'll give them a wrap. They have done well to get to where they are. Um, I thought they were going to struggle this year. Um, some interesting signings so far um, with Maguire. One of them going over to the club. Wasn't 100% sure. McCulloch's been a good signing. Um, fixed up that hooker department while McInnes is gone he was going to go anyway whether he's injured or not because the Sharks are about to sign him um, immediately but look Dragons yeah pass mark they're, they're seventh 14 points minus 11 they've been able to stay there abouts um, just be interesting in a run home if they can stay there and um, got any quick thoughts on the Dragons oh well I had them in Spooners so yeah credit to them and I think it was probably um, a reminder how how much of an impact like past connections have. Obviously, basically, it's the old Broncos, but, hey, they're familiar with each other. They trust each other because they've been there, done that before. So, for me, yeah, Ben Hunt has proved me wrong. Not the fact that I didn't think he was a good player just for his best days with centre hooker. He's been probably top five former half. I see it off the top of my head when he's been playing. Um, yeah, been very impressed with him. Um, so, yeah, just, yeah, it's been, yeah, Credit to the Dragons. Proved a lot of people wrong. I'm definitely one of many that had them as my wooden spooners. Yeah, I want to move on to six now, and it's tongue-in-cheek I say this, but it's the Tom Trebojevic Sea Eagles. Um, mm. On 18 points, more, uh, plus 65. Look, after four or five weeks, they were sitting, I think, dead last, and they had a, a minus difference of over 100, I'm pretty sure. Turbo's come in and... Just done absolute wonders for this side. He is the form player of the comp at the moment. No questions asked, especially with Cleary now out. But he's just a freak. Um, there's a few players there that just seems to grow an extra couple of legs when he is there. Um, and he's obviously helped out people like Cherry Evans, who for mine doesn't do much, but carries gets carried on Tavoyevich's back. And um, I just can't say enough of about Tom. And he's just... An absolute star. Manly will trouble a lot of these teams in the eight at the end of the year because of um, this superstar in Tom Trebojevic. Oh, for sure, man. And probably just, uh, yeah, it's, it's the obvious storyline, really. But let's just look at, I think, uh, probably one of the most important ones of the season for, our, for any team was their one against the Cowboys, but it absolutely smashed them. Because who wasn't there? Tommy wasn't there. So, 
They're probably hearing orders press at Tommy's MVP. Tommy turns it from a one to a 10. They did that without Tom Trevojevic. After being, I think it was 10 or 12 points down in that game as well, That's that should give them a lot of confidence and show, yes, we're not going to win the premiership without Tommy, but hey, we don't need him to win 40 games. We are talented. Tommy's not, you know, he's not like the secret, the secret, um, secret juice. Like we can, we can win without him if we need to. Um, it's not just Tommy. So that was an impressive one for me. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, look, fifth place, and it's a club for mine. You could easily forgive if they had slipped and. Um, from now on and they were out of the eight and they were struggling but they haven't mm. which is a credit to the organisation it's a credit to their coach and it's a credit to the players that are still there which is obviously the Sydney Roosters uh, 20 points plus 122 they're still doing well look they have struggled to beat the top teams um, understandably though they've lost I think it was three players now um, for retirement mid-season and I can't remember the last time a side had lost and they've lost it's not just they've lost players they've lost three of their best players as well. Um, it's a crazy thing to go through, but the organisation continues on. They've also had probably one of the worst runs in terms of suspensions and injuries um, for the year to date. So if there's a team that can carry on about being unfairly disadvantaged with all that, it's this side, but you don't hear anything come out of them. Um, it's such a professional run place and it's like they just see it as another challenge. And when you've got Teddy there and, uh, Walker's coming through. It's brilliant times for the Roosters. Massive pass mark for mine for this year so far, even though they're only fifth. But um, look, I'll, I'll be giving them, as you said, the old-fashioned A um, in that mm. sort of a grade because of what they've gone through. What are your mate? What's your take of uh, the other uh, Roosters? Yeah, no, very much similar. I guess probably one thing we can touch on quickly is just. Like we'll say what we want about the salary sombrero with the roosters. They're still they've got an eye for talent and we see Joey Manu who's been kind of you know left on the edge, best centre in the world. When he's given the chance at fullback at six, like if you, you can definitely see if he's playing there for a full season, you'll be talking about him as a top ten player of the game. Like he he's a freakish he's a freakish talent. Um I'm not saying he'd be top ten player on um game right now, but yeah, give him a full season there. If you're telling me he is, yeah, I wouldn't push against it. He's a freak. And, yeah, Sam Walker, there's um, um, Earth. They probably unearthed him a bit earlier than they, you know, would have wanted to, Um, even though he was definitely talented enough to do it. But the injuries have happened, and, yeah, they're taking care of him too. They're, even though, yes, you can sign all the players you want, you've got to make sure they want to stay. And I think they're doing the right things to do that, and winning is going to help that too showing that they can win without, you know, their main main cast as well. So, yeah, credit to the Roosters. One of my least favourite sides, being a Storm fan back in the day when they will you know, back in the day, 2019, 2018. But, yeah, they're a team I kind of root for now because it's been awesome to see this credit to a great organisation and Trent Robinson. 100% agree with that. Um, fourth place, the Mighty Rabbitohs, uh, 24 mm. points, so equal second. Only plus 105, though, which I thought was a bit odd, but they did have a couple of big losses um, in the middle of the year, and one of them was over 50 points. And you know what they say, you can't win the premiership if you concede 50 points or above. Um, can can the Rabbitohs do that? Can they be the first team to turn it around? Mm. Well, if any team wants to do it, it'd be the Rabbitohs. And like, like they probably just 
points to the fact that on their on their day, yeah, they're right up there for storming the storming the Panthers. Um, their left edge is unbelievable. They're just picks teams apart. Yeah, but there's still there's something missing with the Rabbitohs. There's something there, and I thought maybe they were going to kind of gain it this year. I don't know how. Maybe just they just give the team too many outs a lot of the time. Even against the bad teams, they shouldn't have had bad teams, but the bottom the bottom of the eight teams, they they seem to make it a lot tougher than it needs to be. And sometimes if they come back and then they sh- then showcase how great they're on attack, but there's just a little bit of their like identity that needs to be tweaking. And if someone's going to get it out of them at the back end of the season, it's Wayne Bennett, especially last time you think actually a lot of people ripped them off and they were six. They, were, they had an interesting end to the season, but, but they all, they were, they were uh, Reynolds foot behind the 40 meter from going to the grand final. Yeah. So yeah. So have faith in um, Wayne Bennett. If any coach is going to, you know, like you said, get over that 50-point kind of curse, it'll be him. He's an interesting one because for mine, South, I said at the start of the year, my predictions, I said they'd win the comp. Uh, I said, mm-hmm. though, they wouldn't finish mine in premiers. This is to give myself a little bit of a pat on the back here. I said they would actually time their run really well this year. Wayne Bennett would have them primed. I didn't think that would include a loss by 50 points. So that, that is a chink in the armour a little bit. I can understand what you're saying there. I guess what I can see also is that I had Latrell Mitchell win the Dallium and I think this year he's been up there. Um, he's been a phenomenal player so far. And we've seen that at Origin. So for mine, they did have those losses when he wasn't there. And I think that's their version of Tom Trebojevic, South Sydney. So when yeah. he's not there, especially this year, because... For some reason, Cody Walker hasn't been himself. I think maybe because he's been thrown back to fullback and things like that. But doesn't mean the strike force he normally is. It's insane that left edge is still going phenomenally well. Um, but I just feel like I'm, I'm with you. There was a little bit missing, but I'm going to put that down to Wayne Bennett trying to time their run a bit better this year so they're full of the tank for the come finals, making sure they make the top four and the Trell Mitchell back fully healthy. Look, third, yeah. third team. Um, my team, obviously, the Eels. Um, look, sitting there on 24 points, I reckon we've been a bit under the radar, um, which I haven't minded. Um, we're plus 202, so that's all looking pretty good so far. Um, look, probably the same as South, if I'm being honest, the team that there's a little bit missing for some reason. Um, it just haven't been able to put a full 80-minute performance together yet. And look, there's two ways to look at that. You can say, well, it's not good enough. Um, we're, not a, we're not a premier tender or you can say well we're able to be third and we haven't played 480 minutes yet and we've beaten the storm who were almost full strength at the time we're versing Penrith this week who obviously is without Nathan Cleary um we've beaten the Roosters as well so we've beaten some pretty big teams obviously the loss to Manly will probably be the stinger and South but um yeah look (laughs) I don't know. I'm not going to sit there and say that we'll win the comp, but I still think we're a top four side. Um, mm. What's your unbiased view on our on the Parramatta Eels, Luke? Look, I'm a yeah, I'm a power supporter in the sense that I hope they go well. I'm always a guy that wants them to prove kind of the the haters wrong, so to say. But for me, the Rabbitohs and the Eels are in the same boat in terms of 
finals footy is when we're going to find out if they've gone up another level from the year before. Um, and that probably speaks most true about their their star in Mitchell Moses. Um, so for me, they've added a little elements to the game this year that I've been really impressed, impressed by, which has given me more hope, like Parley, Cartwright, who I'm still not completely sold on, but he's proven me wrong to a degree. Yeah, so there's little elements to make them better. The Blake Ferguson piece is interesting, so that's kind of taken something away. His, but he wasn't great last year either. So yeah, I'm I'm hoping they do well. But they've looked they've looked good since Dylan Brown's been back too. He's yeah. shown how important he is. And Ray Mahoney, talk about like a Dallium Smokey potentially as well. He's been awesome. He's gone to another level too. hundred percent. Now we're getting to the top two, the big dogs at the the comp so far. Second, um, they've finally fallen from their perch. They've had a lot, couple of losses. It's the Penrith Panthers. Um, look, 15 wins, um, 26 points, plus 311 at this time of year is crazy. Um, they've been so good. They've fallen a little bit with Origin, which I think a few of us did expect to finally happen. Now they've got mm-hmm. a, an injury or two to some key players as well, which is going to start impacting not just Cleary, but... Um, Dylan Edwards is out again. Um, he has had a horrible run with injury lately, but um, all the best to him. Look, is he out again? Is he? Sorry, yeah, just to go out, off, for, um, out for at least this week, I think. Um, maybe yeah. but they got the bye after this as well, so he should be back that week after. Yeah. But again, it's just a little bit of uh, it's probably an annoyance more than anything for them. Yeah, um, the clear is the big one. How long is he finally out for? I think it's a bit of smoke and mirrors. I think it's going to be longer than the four weeks that they've. Initially said as a shoulder, you don't want to push him. Um, in saying that, Luai for mine's been the underrated player of the year. Um, everyone talks about Cleary, but Luai's been phenomenal. Burton can do a job there at half, so they're glad that they actually kept him. Unlucky to the Bulldogs, but that's the reason why they have. It's actually happened what they needed to do. It's a massive pass mark. They've been phenomenal when before Origin, and it was just the pen of Panthers. They'll be there at the grand final. For mine, taking on the storm, which we'll get to. But what do you make of the Panthers? Well, yeah, they're scary because I'm a storm fan, so we'll get to them very shortly. But yeah, they're a scary side, man. I saw those player polls that come out, and I think they had a guy featured in each top five. I believe their back line, everyone, their back line was number one play in their position except for um or not Donny Wood so the fullback was the only one and I think Stephen Pryner might have been second and then James Chowes probably my underrated player of the season he is probably the best best big big man in the game even he's gone past down Lolo in my eyes I believe um and you definitely can't question that based on form but yeah they're scary I think and also the bliss there could be a blessing in disguise with Cleary injured if he's able to come back from this in enough time they wouldn't have dropped enough games I believe they'll still be in the top two he can be well rested and yeah I think each team kind of needs to experience a little bit bit of a lull and yeah that's yeah it's and look we're gonna probably roll into the storm here what, even though we'll it looks that, like we we'll do that straight away get, get into it yeah. now um you're a yeah. Melbourne fan so I'll let you go first with your your biased views of course Melbourne quickly yeah. 26 points first place 15 wins as well, plus 344. So I think they've won, what is it, 10 or something games by 40 or more or something at the moment or 30 or more. It's, it's, it's quite a record, I believe, just to put, just to rub it in. Yeah, well, <laughs> off you go. Have your, have your minutes to just below. 
Oh, I won't go too much, man. Like you see everything that's been said and oh, I had them to, I because like I say, even though I run a page, I do have to say, yes, you're always gonna be a sense of bias because you're always just going to look optimistic. And I had them winning the premiership and I thought this could really blow up in my face because a lot of people did have them high. But the thing is we lost the best player, arguably even play the game, arguably. Um, and in my bias view, he is. But you got Harry Grant, you got Cameron Smith, you got Ryan Pappenhaus, you know, you've got all these reasons why. You've got the culture as well. So there was reason to believe, but yes, Cameron Smith's a big loss. And look, they've adapted to the game. They play great footy style. They just do. And it's been, I think the biggest thing for me is the casualty ward. We've, I wish I had it up there. How many games Pappy's been at? How many games months are? How many games? Um, how many games? So Grant's been here. Jerome Hughes is the only one that hasn't missed a significant time. Um, that's been the key. Oh, and Brandon Smith. Brandon Smith's been awesome. He's proven me a little bit wrong. I thought his, his position was a 13, um, but he's been awesome. So, yeah, just the way we've been able to deal with injuries and Dale nuka has been back and he's just, you know, his values just skyrocketed, you know. Um, yeah, I've just been very impressed because they've just been able to just go to another level with, and it hasn't been smooth sailings in the sense of, you know, they haven't been injury free. Um, yeah, it's been awesome. It has been a great season to, as a fan, just the post Smith era. Yeah, 100%. And as much as I hate the storm, I, I, I love watching them at the moment. And <laughs> it's just, they've been phenomenal. It's, it's been so good to watch. It's, for mine, it's we always know about the, the stars they have. So the Munsters, the Pappenhausens, Hughes has gone to that level now, and obviously the all-star forward pack. But for mine, it's been some of these guys that have come up as that, we hear it a lot at the moment, that next man mentality. Uh, so I'm talking about your Nico Hines and your Brandon Smith. For mine, I want to touch on these two because they've been phenomenal. Um, both players are sort of at the start of the year. wasn't sure what their best position was. Um, it was probably positions that they're not playing now and starring in, which goes to show what how good they are going. Brandon Smith obviously has been rumoured to be looking elsewhere either next year or the year beyond that for a starting hooker role. Many of us believe you're, you're kidding yourself. You're a lock forward, you're not a hooker. But after seeing him so far this year stand in for Grant and he's gone that well that Grant starts on the bench now, which I think suits the storm. Get Brandon Smith to do the hard stuff at the start. He loves it. But just his game management as well. When they haven't had these star playmakers in, he just seems to dominate it. He, he loves it. And it's sort of Smith-esque, um, or Cameron Smith, I should say, not, not Brandon Smith, but yeah. of how he actually goes about it now. It's phenomenal to watch. And any club should be looking at pulling their pants down, basically, to get him um, there. And especially someone like the Tigers or the Bulldogs, people like that who just need it. Even the Broncos. Like, I know they're talking about getting... Josh Hodson in, which fair enough. But if I was them, I'd be looking at Brandon Smith and going really, really hard for him. Um, he's a character. Fits his timeline better too. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a character, but he's one of those guys, he's a bit of a character, but when it comes to footy and training, he's switched on and he's there to do a job, which is what they need. And Nico Hines, he's a fullback. He's going to be a star fullback for years to come. He'll soon quickly get up to, if he's not already there, a top five fullback, which is a credit to everyone. And Storm do this so well. They, they bring in the, the guys that people don't want, sign them on low contracts, 
bring him in. Salary cap's all well and good, um, but well done to the Storm. Look, this has been fantastic. As hopefully everyone gets a good insight into it. Um, if I was to, <laughs> this season, anything can happen now with the new rules, the, the injuries, state of origin is just about to finish. Players are coming back. Uh, mm. I think it's safe to say probably the top six are settled, but seventh and eighth are up for grabs as well as a wooden spoon between the Dogs and the Broncos. Um, if I was to get your quick prediction, Luke, um, who would you say, who who gets the wooden spoon and who gets the last two top eight spots? <sighs> so while, while you think, I'll, I'll quickly run through the You go yours. Um, so we've got the Storm, Penrith, Eels, Rabbits, Roosters and Manly, all guaranteed a spot for mine. Yeah. Uh, that's fair fair to say. Whatever, whatever order, we're not too sure yet. That could change. Um, but mm. the top four do have a two-game app already, which is going to be handy. Um, look, there's the rest of the teams from 7th down to 14th can probably all make it, but they've been so up and down and so hot and cold. Um, I want to say... I'm going to I'm going to go the Raiders to do seven just because I feel like they have to with the players that still got there they have to do something and I'm going to put some faith in they actually can the eighth team for mine it's a toss up between the Warriors or the Titans I'm going to go a nice thing because I know at the end of the year they get to finally go back home I'm going to say that's enough to fuel the Warriors run home and say the Warriors make eight um, wooden spoon. Uh, sorry to say, but there's too much going on with the Broncos, too much outside noise still. They'll get back-to-back. Yeah. I haven't thought about this too much. Obviously, you put me on the spot, so thanks, Joel. But <laughs> with the wooden spooners, too much chopping changing for the Broncos. At least the Bulldogs kind of are embracing something at the moment with what they're doing, and they seem to have a little bit of momentum, kind of. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Broncos. And two teams you didn't mention in your... Um, the three teams you're tossing up. Sharks. I'm gonna put the Sharks in there. I think, yeah, they've they've got this joy back in their footy now that they've kind of gone over all the t- turmoil. And I'm gonna go with gotta go after cows. Gotta go after mm. cows. Todd Payton. Look, I think they might go firing a bit after origin. That's what I'm um, praying for too. But yeah, there's a couple of I'd love to see the Warriors get them there, really would. Um, and we're probably Probably overlooking the Dragons. Probably going to prove us wrong again. Yeah, well, no, no doubt at all. Thanks, Luke. Yeah. Thanks for jumping on. Guys, give him a follow. Rugby League Lounge, brilliant page. Uh, I'll tag him in once I upload this video so it's easy for everyone to give him a, a follow. Uh, Luke, enjoy. Uh, I know we've got some videos coming up as well, so tune in, guys. Some much more co- collaborations coming in. Um, but, yeah, enjoy your Arvo, bro. Yeah, appreciate it, man. You too. Very much enjoyed coming on. Cheers. Thank you.